I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. TLDR, you guys are awesome. Nicholas. Oh, boy. Yeah, knock, what? Knock, knock. Who's there? Honeybee. Honeybee who? Honeybee a deer and go get me some fucking juice. And welcome back to TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my partner in crime. There we go. Together, we are the Woodward and Bertie, the Dorkshire Gooniverse. And I got to tell you, Nicholas, we got some shit cooking. Yeah, we have some shit cooking, but now I'm the, just the partner in crime now. So I, is that like... I got you and Billy from? mixed up. My yeah. It, yeah. That, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, you get me and Billy mixed up. That's what it is now. Okay. So it's not bad enough you have to do a show with that bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right. Um, well, before, you know, now that the show's already off the rails, yes, we do have things cooking and it is a good time to remind everybody that if you haven't already, if you're just coming across us on Twitter randomly, um, or if you just listen to us for the first time, make sure you go check out more of our audio versions uh, of the show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Geeks Worldwide Radio. Um, and make sure if you like us, you subscribe and please leave a rating review. That would be a huge help for the show. Um, you also can find us on YouTube where we do trim some stuff up too. So if you're looking, if you like the video, but can't always be here, you don't want to have to scroll through. We always post our what's new um, today. Today we're only doing what's new because yes, Joe, we do have things cooking. That means that if we're, if for those new to the show, if we are doing a what's new episode and not a mainline or something like a solicit in a given week, that means that we have interviews scheduled for you guys. So we have some things cooking. Um, we should be doing something right after the show as, as long as nothing comes up. So make sure you subscribe because that'll get delivered right to wherever you listen to us. But enough of that. Uh, it's time for us to get to your favorite part of the show and my least favorite part, catching up. Joe, what books did you uh, pick, uh, get back to getting on to? So here's a little uh, peek behind the curtain. A lot of the books that I read this week were in preparation mm. uh, for the person who will be speaking to this week. So if you're watching and listening, mm. um, there's a little tease for you. So uh, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, number four. Uh, love the series. It's been fun. I think that was the last issue, or I think this might only be like one issue left. It's a fairly mm. short series, but... I've been enjoying that. Uh, been catching up on Shang-Chi uh, 7 and 8. This has been weird. So I think this was originally only supposed to be a six-issue series. And then it got extended. Um, and they extended it fairly late in the game, too. Because when I read issue 7, at the end of it, I believe it said to be concluded next. And I read issue 8, and it says to be continued. Hmm. So I think it might have gone from six to nine issues. But anyways. The, the no, it's second... at, no, it's at 12 now. It's at twelve, right? So, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I saw um, they're 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 still going. So there must have been some yeah. changes and some, I guess, ed, errors in the printing process. But like, I got an email from Marvel the other day that said like Shang Chi issue twelve. It was like a him with the ten rings, I think. Yeah, it's been awesome. It, you know, and I reviewed or I talked about the uh, you know uh, the first Shang Chi run uh, from a couple of years ago that was tremendous. This one's even better. It's got a lot of great stuff going. I'm enjoying that. Mm. Um, all caught up on Wolverine. Uh, issues 18 and 19. Uh, I love the story that Ben Percy's been talking about there. I especially loved uh, issue 19, which was the last issue before the um, X Lives, X Death of Wolverine series, because mm -hmm. it was sort of a standalone issue, it felt like. It, it, it had a very old man in the uh, sea kind of feel to it. I just, mm. there's something about it I enjoyed. So I loved catching up on that. Uh, much to my uh, chagrin. Hmm. Um, and, and to, you know, uh, Friars, uh, you know, uh, 
happiness, I guess. Yeah, my enjoyment, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I read Inferno uh, issues one through four, and it was good, but man, it yeah. was fucking long. <laughs> yep, it was, I understand it was long. It is wordy as hell, but mm. the way that that four issue um, series ended was fantastic. And I mean, you were absolutely right because I, I did, I said fuck it, I did start to read X Death of Wolverine one, and it's like. No, I gotta, I gotta read this. Mm-hmm. So I went back, you know, got got through that. I'm all caught up on next deaths of Wolverine one and two. I mean that series, yeah. uh, this event that's going on, the 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 two different stories, and I can't wait to see how they come together. They're both wildly different in tone yeah. and and everything, but absolutely fantastic. It's really weird how like. They, like I'm, I'm, we know that they're intertwined because they've made like connections within the course of uh, of our reading. But still, like I'm, I'm still trying to figure out like how exactly is this all kind of gonna come together? I think with what happened this week in X Lives, now that I'm talking out loud about it, I may have an idea of what happened. But it still seems like so much is up in the air. And again, this is Benjamin Percy's Ultimate Wolverine story. It definitely has that kind of feeling. Like there's some serious stuff going on with just this character alone um, and then the forces that he's kind of going against and working alongside. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm glad you read Inferno. It was really good. Like I, I, I know I'm the one who complains about too much narration and stuff sometimes. Yeah. I felt like everything like was necessary in that story. Honestly. Well, you know, so the, I think the problem I was having is that when reading like house of X, that mm. was tremendous. Like I mm. feel like that was Hickman's X-Men writing at his best. And storytelling mm. at his best, whereas Powers of Ten, that was Hickman with the data pages and and just the that exposition and just a just a lot of dialogue, a lot of explanation, and so yeah. Inferno, for the first half of it, was definitely very much along those same lines. But then we get to issues three and four, and it gets more into the storytelling part of it, like. The, the 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 shit that's going on with Krakoa and Charles and you know uh, Magneto and and Mystique and I, I mean just it was awesome like the last two issues were absolutely fantastic yeah the first two issues oh woof. but the more the more Metagard stuff was just, that you get in issues three and four and then uh, what you get in issues one and two of um, X deaths just. Yeah. She's my favorite part of all of this. It's so it's so fascinating. Yeah, it's it's an interesting little tie-in with this character, like the, the way that you've brought that they've brought this character in and how much of an impact she has on like the the uh, mutants, like you know, because I completely forgot because it's been so long since I've read you know um, House of X and how integral she was in that mm. series and how important she was, and like you don't have like you know you don't have where we are with X Men without her she's the linchpin so yeah. yeah and just but like to make her the linchpin too is just yeah. such an, a, a decision i would never ever think of personally yeah because she was like just a sort of throwaway character you know mm-hmm. in the past, but if you've but. Re- but anyways but like you said but you've like you like me you have read uh house of x you've read powers of 10 took a long break from all the other stuff because there's so much x-men stuff and for you the data pages was too much um, but then back to Inferno and, you know, only reading Wolverine and consistent, consistently, I know you're back on X-Men too. I, I've kind of, I'm, I'm not, I'm just behind on it. I'm not going to not read it, but I got behind on it. Um, but you were still able to pick up Inferno and be just fine. And now you're rolling with X-Deaths, right? No issues. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is that, you know, what Hickman did well is that, you know, he, 
when he when they kicked off this new run of X Men, you know, what two years ago, whatever it was now, they did a really good job at at putting the pieces into place. And like I read the first, I think it was eight issues of the of X Men back then before I said, okay, I I had enough. But by that point, I'd already had a good primer of everything. I mm. was reading Marauders for a bit. I was reading Excalibur for a bit. Like mm. it became too many titles. And too many data pages that I said, okay, I, I, I'm done. But I'm, I'm glad that I've picked it back up because what do, Duggan's doing with X-Men now has been fantastic. What Percy's doing with Wolverine and now his event has been fantastic. How that's all tying in. There's a lot of intrigue. It's it's X-Men. It's different, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's different. It's not the X-Men that we grew up with. And I like that. I just, you know, need less exposition. The the thing with X Men too now it's like there's that like you anytime you listen to an interview with Marvel people I think Percy actually like tweeted out about how like he didn't like seeing Chip Zdarsky hanging around in the X office like that's its own thing right now like I don't know right. how long that's always been the case but like when you look at what's happened under Hickman where he's kind of overseeing everything you brought up all the titles like like right now I feel like hey, all the X Men stuff could be like its own indie publisher right now and be fine and do it and be its own thing it's yeah. Just, so busy and people and there are a lot of people who really like what's going on too it seems like yeah yeah they've really they've really turned things around because they they did lose me for a while and i think they lost mm-hmm. a lot of people for a while and uh they've kind of they've, they've reined it back in a bit which i think has been great i so, do like i do like the idea of reining it back in i think yeah. that's that's huge as as for me catching up well, I caught I, up I, on, I, 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 i'm not fucking done nicholas what else is there hotel number three oh. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Yes, which I did actually. Okay, that was on that was on my catching up list too. I apologize. Yeah. So we were we were a little disappointed with issue two. Uh, it just kind of felt out of place for hotel. This uh, issue three, right back, got right back. right back to what makes hotel special. It had that hotel vibe to it, that hotel creepiness to it. Um, still tying things together. I mean, issue two, you know, definitely played a bit more of a role than I thought it was going to in this issue, but it didn't mm-hmm. didn't take away. So. Um, glad to see that book back on track. Yeah, this was like you texted me and you were like, "It's you read it before I did." Back on track, awesome. Yeah. And I read it, felt exactly the same way. I think it improves issue two too because of because oh, yeah. of the tie-in mm-hmm. stuff. Um, a- absolutely right. Like, I don't think it, it it ruins it in any capacity. I think it kind of enhances with the story going forward into these uh, the final two issues of volume two. But um, but yes, it did have like what we want out of hotel. We we got that in this issue, a hundred percent. Then you're kind of expanding more. So like it was great bounce back issue. And honestly, like if we look back on Hotel Two, and it's like that's the only one that we didn't like through two volumes of this. Like, I mean, like that's it was fine. Like it wasn't like terrible. Like it was yeah. fine. But like if that's as bad as it, it was, gets, just missing some of that hotel yeah. luster. Yeah, it was. They were trying. It felt like they were trying to do too much at once. Um, and yes, that that luster is a is a great point. If that's as bad as it gets, like yeah. You know, like hotels, fine. Like it's, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I'm not still worried about it. Awesome, awesome horror book among the uh, top ten hashtag dork books. We did that a while back with Rich and Davey. Um, go go check that out. I think it was only on their YouTube page, but very much enjoyed that with and still Davey. stand by that being. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. Um, so can I get to my list now? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. Now is now is acceptable. I've finished what I've needed to discuss. So I finished um, Batman the Detective. It, it was issues five and six that were left. That is a Tom Taylor book. Actually, yeah. you had not read. Um, and you just, I, I just don't remember what it was, but like this is before Taylor really blew up on your radar. Um, for me, like it was like, there's obviously a lot, there's so much stuff to be reading right now. And it kind of fell by the wayside. Still uh, thought it was a good book. 
ends up finishing out well. I'd say this is a rock-solid book. I don't think I would necessarily do it on TLDR. I think I would be forcing it just a smidge. I do think if you're a longtime Batman fan, you will enjoy it. I think if you aren't, like if you're kind of like, you know, I like Batman, but like I don't need to read as much of his stuff or whatever, then you're probably going to be fine not reading it. It's like it's a, it's a good book, but it's not like one of these all-time Batman books. It's a fun read, but by no means is this like a – uh, character changing uh, story whatsoever. But a cool I read villain, the first issue, concept. liked it enough, um, mm-hmm. but just fell off. I, I just like it's too. There was too much, too many books going on at the time, and I just yeah. couldn't keep up. And for us, that's always going to be a problem. So like, and that's where like that's why I'm like, especially now where we have when it comes to our when it comes to our mainline episodes, like there can be days where it can be months where we we're not doing a mainline episode. Um, it's, that's going to happen. But like, so now it's, I'm getting even, we're, we're even getting tougher. Like what books do we want to do on this show? I do think most people will enjoy this or, but I, I just don't feel like this is one like, God, Joe, I got to tell you about Batman, the detective. I feel yeah. like if you have time at some point, you won't regret reading it, but if you never do read it, I think you'll end up being okay. Yeah. So that makes that, sense. so it's, so, so a solid book. Like I would say like an eight, Seven and a half, somewhere in that range. I like the art too, although Bruce Wayne does kind of look a little odd. I think it's Kubert who's doing the art. Like, and he does a lot of Wolverine stuff. Gets a little too Wolverine with his look, but like, mm. but Batman looks, but the Batman side of it looks great. Um, we mentioned Hotel Three, uh, Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, Issue Four. Um, this this title really surprised me at first, and I feel like it's kind of it's going to be what seven issues. I think it's kind of fallen under the this the batman detect the detective uh like where it's like i'm gonna end up liking this i'm gonna enjoy it if you're a green arrow fan i don't know if there are many aquaman fans out there um but if you're a green arrow fan you'll end up having a fun time with this by no means is this like an epic thing or whatever we'll see um definitely took an interesting turn at the end of this issue uh but like it just seems like it's like a fun read not like this crazy like wow we gotta tell you guys about this book um but still a little ways to go there also uh, picked up a couple of things from um, indie companies that I uh, don't that, I, that aren't normally on my radar. Um, Source Point Press is one that I, I talked about. That one where it's like the dog basically turns into John Wick instead of like John. Oh Wick. yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a second issue from them on that yet. Um, I know smaller indies kind of run into publishing issues sometimes. Never mind the printing stuff that like Marvel or DC deals with. Um, but I read Shelter Division. Sh- sorry, Shelter Division issue one. Uh, not for me. Didn't particularly love it. Uh, I, I don't even know if I'd say it was not for me. Like that's for books that like there are some times where there are books that like are targeted for different people and they still like it doesn't mean we can't like them. They just don't hit home with you or I. Um, in this case, it's just I don't know that it was great um, is really what it comes down to. So um, we'll leave it at that. Uh, also picked up Life Zero issue one. Uh, this is from Ablaze, a company we very I don't think we've ever talked about on this show. No. Um but I started reading Animal Kingdom by them, which I've read the first two issues of that too. That should also be on my catching up. That book is a is is on pace to be a TLDR worthy. Oh, Animal Kingdom is awesome. Um, it's like a play on Animal Farm, but like more fucked up. Uh, <laughs> so I really like that. Life Zero issue one. I saw the art and I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And then they have it all across the top. Uh, Marco Cicchetto is the artist. The artist from Devil's Reign and Daredevil. Yep. With Zdarsky. Speaking of which, I did read Devil's Reign X Men, um, which was good. Uh, but from like for Life Zero issue one, it's like a zombie book. It feels like 
it, I don't know if it's going to be like this crazy different thing. You know, I, I think it's just kind of going to be a fun book. Um, I like Chichetto's art. Obviously, you do too. So yeah. I'm going to stick on this. By no means am I calling dibs. Um, but call I don't dibs. Be a man. Well, I mean, like I don't. Joe, I, I call dibs on a book like King of Spies, where I'm like, this is going to be. This is a book I expect to be. Um, I just called dibs on a book that doesn't come out for a, almost a month. But you read it already. The, the first <laughs> issue, did you not? I and do you, does it feel like a book that's a TLDR worthy book? Hundred okay. percent. So I don't know that Life Zero is there. I think Life Zero might be more the Aquaman, Green Arrow, Batman, the Detective range. Still the first issue. Uh, now King of Spies issue three came out last week. We don't get review copies for that from Image. Um, I'm sure that's a Malar choice or whatever. Uh, he doesn't really need the help. This series has been fucking awesome. Issue one was a ten out of ten. I would say issue two was like uh, I put it somewhere like a, maybe like a. Eight and a half, nine. It was still really good, but like definitely not as good as the first one. But um, man, and issue it, three. Issue what? Issue three. Yeah, you nice. stick. Issue three was uh, a nine and a half. No questions asked for me. Um, awesome issue. We see like th there's like, some characters we got introduced to in issue two, who we see more of in issue three, and they're on the, the main cover. Um, what is it? It's Izzy. It's Itzy and Idris. Uh, spelled like Idris Elba. Um, these two characters are fucking awesome. And I think I tweeted this out when I did. I put this as my comic of the week because no questions asked. It is. Um, I would love to see a spinoff with these two characters. They just got such a cool look and the, the dynamic. Dynamic is so weird. Um, and then the last one for me for catching up before we get to what's new. Uh, Basilisk issue seven uh, from Cullen Bunn. Again, like this was one when it first came out. Like this was my number one book for Cullen at that time. Lucky Devil has, you know, taken its place. Um, but that's just an awesome book. And the last book you'll ever read is right there with Basilisk. Um, I gotta say, Joe, like this this issue, like things got fucking even like it's getting he's turned it up a notch. He didn't did it in the sixth issue. It's even more in this issue. This is already a good series. Um, but it's just getting better and better. So uh Cullen's like he's on fire right now. And we gotta yeah. I know we keep saying it, but we really gotta check in with him at some point. When was the last lucky devil? It's been a while. It's been, it's been a, while. a while, right? I but I, I, I know I need to catch up on uh last book you'll ever read too. Yeah, the, I think yeah, something's been up with that printing because I think the fifth one is on Comicsology. I haven't I haven't read it, but we don't have I haven't gotten the physical copy because that's on my pull list. So yeah. that's and that's definitely like on vault um, for sure. But uh, we'll have to figure that out at some point. But uh, we we digress um, and progress into what's new because uh, that is what we're here to discuss this week, Joe. Uh, I'll kick us off with Marvel. We have uh, Amazing Spider-Man 89, X-Lives of Wolverine issue three. Again, this series continues to be awesome. Um, we have Devil's Reign Superior 4 issue two. X-Men 8, which you're reading, Fantastic Four, Issue 40. You are reading that one too, right? Or is it just the just life, the life story? story? Oh, okay. My mistake. Um, I did end up reading Iron Fist, Issue 1. Um, this was a solid first issue. Um, if you're like, if you're at all interested in this kind of stuff, like, hey, you know, I kind of like Iron Fist. I would say give it a shot. But if you don't really care for Iron Fist, like, uh, I'd wait a little bit. I'm gonna. I will read the second issue and, and continue to report back until I'm I'm out on it. But like it was solid. Nothing more than nothing more than that. Unlike the book that you made sure to text me about that we watch re read ahead of the show. Yeah, this this series is we we've been you know just waxing poetic about the Hulk, you know for the past you know what three months now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, holy smokes. Yep. 
it's fucking fantastic. And I read this one, and the way it ended, like it was a good, good issue all the way through. We're in a different, we're on a different earth right now. But the way it ended, mm-hmm. just like those, those, like the last few pages, because you have no idea, you know, who that kid is, and then all of a sudden, like, holy shit, mm. yes. I am. Mm-hmm. In. This has been such a good book. This is already, already a strong contender, not just for a possible book of the year, Nicholas, but mm-hmm. definitely a strong contender for, uh, you know, uh, didn't see that coming. Yeah. It, and know? this is, so we're in the fourth issue of this and, uh, you know, we got to, we may have to modify some of our rules for how that all comes down to, cause I feel like we, in the past, have we done like it had this start in that, that year for our annual or do we, do it separate like it, it's just throughout the year it doesn't matter. i would say whatever year has the most amount of issues like if it if it was like six issues in coming in to this year mm. i'd say yeah we would have known no, by then. right yeah but like issue four right so it was what november it started december mm. right so like yeah there's only two issues there's gonna be more issues in 2022 mm. than um but we mm. can it's our show nicholas we can fudge the rules however we deem fit a hundred percent. Absolutely. So yeah, I look, I planned on reading this beforehand, um, but man, you texted me and I was like, okay, like I, I, I got to finish Iron Fist because I was in the middle of that. And then I went to get pick up Hulk because I could have easily gone uh, to Devil's Reign Superior 4, which I didn't actually get to beforehand this week. But man, like this was, you You weren't kidding. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy how like- Kate's Book of the kid- Week hands down so far. Okay, so it is. I said it was that. That was I my know. book of the week. And you said, "Okay, you're such a dick." Wow. Okay, I text Joe that I'm like, and I say this is the book of the week, and then he's like, "Well, have you read this? And have you read that?" And I was like, "Well, I haven't read this one. I'm behind on this book." Such a dick. Didn't even matter. Felt the same way. Um, but yeah, I I think that um, I think that this this was an outstanding issue. And what's crazy to me about Kate's and, and look, we see it in crossover to some extent, but this is like. This is a legacy character. It's a little different. He's. It's amazing how he can make things kind of get a little bit wacky. But in, in at least art does play into that. Um, but he things can get a little bit wacky. But at the same time, it can get really intense and have feel like it has like serious ramifications. And you can see characters like beloved characters getting fucking beheaded. Um, yeah. And then you have the stuff that happens at the end. But then it's like it's just the range of emotions and the range of things he tries to do. And it's just like it all fits. It's yeah, crazy. I mean, this is a, this is a quintessential black label type book, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah, you know, and he's being able, you know, take having the story take place on a different Earth allows Kate's yeah. uh, some leeway to do some really fun things, mm-hmm. right? This is like what I wanted from What If, right? I wanted them to just go get really fun with it, get go and 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 they didn't really go there. Like Kate's is going there. He's he is taking an extremely he's taking the epitome of a one note fucking character Mm. and he's making it one of the most interesting dynamic, you know, must read books going on right now. Yeah. And Bruce stuff is crazy. The Bruce Banner stuff is crazy. Just, just what he's doing sort of with the Marvel universe characters in general engine room. Right. And that, that entire concept like that, that is so meta, you know, with what he's doing with the Hulk right now. Like if you're not a Hulk fan, who fucking cares? Yeah. Get off your fucking horse. Read this book. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Yeah, like, I'm not a Hulk fan. You're not a Hulk fan. I'm even more so than you. And I'm. This, I, this is one of the best books that's coming out yeah. every every month, hundred yeah. percent. Like this might be. You know, Wolverine is has been awesome. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else, you know, obviously Daredevil stuff is great too. This is up there for the best stuff that Marvel's putting out monthly. And it's, it's just yeah. the best stuff, some of the best stuff in comics, period. Yeah, Marvel's um, uh, Marvel's having the uh, sort of surge that DC sort of had last year. Yeah, yeah. actually, let's let's pivot into DC now. Uh, why don't you take us through what came out that's on our radar this week? Uh, so The Flash, number 779. Uh, Wonder Woman, number 784. Uh, and then three great books here, uh, Detective Comics 1053. Mm. Again, this just continues to be uh, a really fun uh, story going on right now. I don't know how you're keeping up with it. Well, it's free. If it wasn't free, I wouldn't be. Well, yeah. you get review copies. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 still... it's, been, it's been weekly for a month and a half. Two months still, now, maybe. It's a lot for for you to you know stay on. That's what I mean. Well, it, well, that that's a hundred percent Mariko Tamaki's uh, storytelling. It, she's telling a really great story right now, one that I'm fully engaged in. And what I like about this is what it's kind of killing me with this next book, Nightwing, is that you've got the back, you know, the Bat Family, uh, you know, playing you know a predominant role in Detective Comics, and it has nothing to do with the Nightwing series. Hmm. Yet we get to Nightwing, and you texted me earlier. Said, "Yeah, Nightwing, Nightwing was good, but so he's part of another little mini crossover event here. It's granted, it's only going to be two issues. Yeah, and one of them is going to be Son of Kal El. So right, and so I was thinking about this, Nicholas. Right, so we had what two issues of Nightwing that were part of Fear State, mm. right? So that's two mm, months. Yeah, two. Okay, yeah. Was I think it was two? It was two or three, whatever. Yeah. So we'll just say it was two, for example. That's two months of Nightwing now that takes us out of the story that we had been loving so much." Then we leave Fear State. We get that awesome issue with with no panels, right? But that yeah. wasn't really. It really didn't tie into the story. It was just like sort of like a moment in time. It was an experience for us. Yeah, that's yeah, all. right. So now that's three months where we've been separated from the story that has been great about Nightwing, and then we get uh, the you know the last issue. Okay, we're back. We're diving back into to Bloodhaven and what's going on, and now. Yeah was going to be another month or two taking us out of that story mm. uh to do this little crossover it's like ah, i mean it's great writing i i enjoyed the the, the mm. issue very much but what was elevating nightwing was the story that taylor was telling mm. and and while these other things have been fine it's like just just get back to it you want to, you know, you want to have Nightwing be in some of these other books. Mm. They just have Nightwing be in those other books, like they're doing with Detective Comics. You don't need to sacrifice his main title, his main mm. line, mm-hmm. to, for the purpose of telling a story we may or may not be interested in. You know, it's funny. So I, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that, like, I, I would like them to get back to what you know he's trying to do as Dick Grayson. I think there's a lot there with that. I forget the, the guy who steals the hearts. And the, that. The th- and the thing with his sister too that we get yeah, introduced to, and then, and then we. Ha- we haven't heard that story in like five months. Yeah, I would like I would like to get back on track with that. Uh, I'm with you on that. But as I'm hearing you say that, I'm also kind of having this like it's putting it into a different perspective for me as you list it all off because like this is like the problem that Dick Grayson has. Like he he has to feel help everybody out, and he's constantly bouncing around to all these different things and never sticking with himself. Like now, like I have an appreciation. I don't know if it's done deliberately by Taylor. I feel like it's been done by other writers in the past too, but um, but like I don't feel it. I don't know if it's done deliberately, but I have like an appreciation for it now that you're saying all this. Where it's like, yeah, this is like what happens with Dick Grayson though. Like this is like he has this thing he wants to do. He gets started towards it, and then he gets pulled in one direction, and then another, but and give then another. Give me that in his own book. It's no, I understand that's 
well, he, that is happening in his own book with Fear State, and then with then with Cal L uh, now for the for like the two issues. Like this, there are these different things that are flowing away. I think it's a little too like much of a meta move um, to, for it to like really hit home because it took. T- I've been reading you know Nightwing for a, quite a while. Um, you know when Ben was writing them, I read him. Uh, when when Kyle Higgins was writing them, I read him. Like it's so like it's it's I've been reading for a while. If that's been done deliberately over time, it's a reach. But I like now I'm seeing it. Um, it it's just there, so it's kind of was, funny. There was such a good thing cooking there, and the momentum has just come to a halt. Yeah, you know, it'd be funny if Taylor actually like acknowledged how he's been jerked around in the course of one story, <laughs> and like how I haven't been get back to it. That would make it all yeah. worth it. Like it'd be like, okay, yeah, like this is like this is and that's what I'm talking about. But um, yeah. but yeah, like, it was. I read it and I was like, yeah, it's it's fine. But like, you know, it's what, what more are we going to say other than I guess like the complaints that we have about it, the actual story? It's just kind of like okay. Cool. Like Kal-El stuff. Yeah, interesting, but only so much. So um, what's the, the the other book that came out from DC, though, that I was like, this one was, was awesome, was uh, Zdarsky's Batman The Night Issue 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were, he, he's doing re- – like, so when this first was announced, I remember – like, we've said it before, like, Davey from Hashtag Dork was like, haven't we done this before? Haven't they talked about pre-Batman before? This is Batman, like, growing up and him developing in time. And it's funny actually reading this and finishing off um, the Batman, the detective, because you're dealing with Ducard in both of these circumstances. <laughs> so it's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, but like the, the character that we get, that we get introduced to in this issue, um, who's like teaching Bruce some shit. I don't know her from like time. Maybe that's just me like, like for losing her in the course of time. But like, th- like her whole concept is really cool and everything with her and Bruce. I love the dynamic. Everything about this issue was fantastic, and it was so classic Zdarsky. It just was, you know. I think what we liked about the first issue of this was we're seeing Bruce Wayne, and we're seeing a young Bruce Wayne in a way we don't typically see him. Like we've seen the angry kid before, but this is this is different. There's, I don't want to say there's a bit of malevolence in his character, but there's 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 definitely a grit. There's definitely an edge. Um, that we don't typically see. And especially in this issue, we see a side of Bruce Wayne just being a complete and utter fuck up. Mm. Because I think we, we're, we're so used to just seeing, like even in, in Batman Year One by Frank Miller, mm. yeah, he makes mistakes um, as he's learning and, and sort of growing into his role to become Batman. But not like we get in this issue. Like it's amateur hour for mm. Bruce. And I loved the dynamic between him and the, this other character. She's like, and I loved her reasoning for it. She's mm-hmm. like, there's potential in you. And I want you to catch all, all the other people so that you make my job easier. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, awesome. and and just the way the, the relationship between those two, because I talked about this last week on sex criminals. It's something about Zdarsky. I, it's what I love about him. He, his understanding of characters, his understanding of relationships, human emotions, things like that. So, like, he brought elements of that here. Um, and then the way it ended, and and uh, like, well, and so good. About- this is not just a. This is not just a. Oh, how Bruce Wayne became Batman story. It's so much more. It's enhancing the character even more because when you talk about the the like, understanding of relationships, so Bruce hasn't like when you look at Bruce Bruce's choice in women over the years, right? As a kid, like his mom passed away early and like, you know, whether or not you like want, like, you know, you can get into all the psychological stuff, but like his mom seems like very different from the people that Bruce has been attracted to, whether it's Talia Al Ghul or Catwoman um, and, you know, others, like it's a bit different, but you see this person 
who's like showing an interest in him, being a teacher, and obviously an attractive. Like, like this is why he fell for Catwoman years later because yeah. of her, like because yeah. of his experience. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. This is. This is going to be another one that's going. To, I think it has the potential to be in in contention at the end of the year. It's just it's so mm. fucking good. Yeah, I mean it's the Zdarsky, so like we have you know you and I are going to have confidence in it, um, no matter what. But like it is still yeah a surprising book um, for sure. That yeah. I feel like we're, we're going to have a few for this list. Um, it kind of depends on how you're interpreting the surprise. To like is yeah. it like I didn't think this was going to be good and it's awesome like Hulk just because we don't care for Hulk or is it like you know we thought this was going to be good but like. It was outstanding, yeah. um, which th- that is on pace for. Um, but we move to Image. Um, we have King Spawn issue seven, of course, Sean Lewis. Um, if you want more on that, we've we've had him on a few times to talk about the Scorched and King Spawn. Um, you know, obviously, we're really enjoying this series. The best Spawn book of the four that are going on right now, um, and one of my favorite books, period, in comics. Um, a Man Among Ye issue eight. I think I'm. I'm either two issues behind or I just haven't read issue eight. Uh, we have primordial issue six. This is the finale. You've been on this. Um, of course, that's from Jeff Lemire. Homesick pilots issue 12, which is on your pull list. And then deep beyond uh, issue 12. Uh, there's also time before time issue 10, which I know you plan to get to at some point down the line. What's the furthest place from here? Issue four, which the first I issue- have to catch up on this one big time. I only read the first issue. Yeah, I didn't catch up on this one either. But like we didn't love the first issue either. And unfortunately, that's going to happen sometimes. Like, and these yeah. are like huge. The first one was like a triple size issue, too. So it was like yeah. I had to take a shower afterwards. <laughs> um, then for trade paperbacks, before we get into the two books that we kind of want to expand on more, Ordinary Gods Volume One. We've we've been talking about this. We really enjoy it. Um, this is there's a lot to this world and Definitely in trade paperback form. This is going to be good for, for you guys to pick up. Um, uh, we had Kyle Higgins on the show a while back. If you want to know more about this series, go back and search through our archives and look for the Kyle Higgins conversation. Uh, Undiscovered Country, it Volume 3, trade paperback is out this week. Of course, we've had Snyder on a few times. We haven't talked about this as much as I would have liked, but we've gotten to it a little bit here and there. He's just got so much going on. But another series I enjoy. And then we, I just talked about Sweet Paprika from Mirka and Dolfo last week. She's writing it and drawing it. Volume 1 of the trade paperbacks for the first six issues are out this week, and Issue 7 just came out uh, last week, so... Make sure you guys go uh, pick that up if you haven't already. If you want something a little risque, um, if you're worried, I will say if you're worried about seeing what pe- you know people see you picking up, then I don't know. You're gonna have to talk yourself up, I guess, before you go to your local comic shop or something. Um, and make sure maybe that you're put this at the bottom of your stack there. when you're walking up to the register. That's wow. Well, sounds like sounds like you have a little experience in this uh, field. Big brain play, you know. Yeah, look at that. Hey, my um, first rodeo. Now we've got two other ones that we want to expand on a little bit more from image this week. Uh, which one do you want to start with? Um, let's, so let's go with uh, righteous thirst for vengeance. Mm, okay. Cause this is a book that, I mean, the first three issues, I think we read in a total of five minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I was telling Lauren about it and I said like the first issue, like had like 20 words in it. And she was like, yeah. what? Huh? Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. just, and it's the weirdest thing. This is, this is one of those books where it's just like, this is this is a really interesting story, but I I don't know exactly what's going on, right? Because no. not a lot is being said. It's all it's 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 virtually you know all visual, and then uh, issues four, and then issues five. Like the, the action and the dialogue really picks up in these two issues, mm-hmm. and uh, issue number five is just like start to finish. It is it is chock full of action. And yeah. I absolutely I still have no idea where it's going. 
Mm. Uh, even though I, I mean, I've got a sense of it. Like it's just that it's the, it's one of the strangest books I've read. I absolutely love it. It's um, a lot like this. Yeah. This issue is awesome. Um, it's the, the, the intrigue. It's amazing how, yeah, we only know so much about what's going on, but the intrigue that we both have in this story is just like, you know, yeah. like the, like how often can you say like, I don't entirely know what's going on with the book, but like, I'm absolutely going to read it this week. Like this is I not one that I can't put it down. Yeah. Yeah. This is not one that like, yeah, maybe sometimes we haven't talked expanded on it a whole hell of a lot before the show, but, but because it's so fast and because like it, it helps feed into stuff. And I will say with this issue too, because things move so quickly, you like learn you, like you're dealing with a character where it's like, Oh, okay, this is, well, this is working out kind of well for this situation for the main character we've been dealing with. And then it's like, no, no, no. Like somebody didn't trust us and they were right to not trust it because yeah. things went sideways very quickly. Um, in, yeah. and, and it's a lot like, and, yeah. and we don't have, you never want to know exactly where things are going with a book. Cause then obviously that means like the writers aren't doing necessarily a great job, but man, like this is next level shit. Yeah, it really is. Remender is really, really killing it with this one. I almost think that like when I don't, I kind of want to know if this is like going to be a 12 issue story or whatever. Maybe it's best that we don't. I want to know. I want to know because I just, I, I just be, I need to know like, okay, how many more issues do you know, do we have left? Is this, you know, I don't know. This is one I, I really don't feel like it should go on too too much longer. I mean, we're at what uh, issue five now. I mean, this this book could entirely be wrapped up next issue. Yeah, um, but I I would think eight, nine, ten would be the sweet spot. Yeah, I I think that that would be the sweet spot, and uh, I I I um I I'm I'm like the thing is though like oh I. Yeah, I kind of I kind of lost my train of thought there. I apologize. I got a little confused there. But yeah, I um yeah, I I, I think that 10, 12, 8 somewhere in that range would be good. I, oh, what I was going to say was I think that like when this is done, we don't we haven't done this on the show because we always do like for our mainline stuff, we want to have books that you and I um have the other hasn't read. But there are times where obviously we have books we would like to expand on more. This is one where I would almost consider like we need to figure out a way to do that. Yeah. Because like and, and not just like a three jokers treatment, because the, and, and that would be like a spoiler-filled kind of episode. But like honestly, Joe, I wouldn't care because like we we put the warning signal out and let people know, like, hey, yeah. like we need to piece this together. Cause like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what happened most yeah. of the way. Um, yeah. but before we fly through all these other indies that we had come out this week, uh, I know Silver Coin Nine came out. I'm I'm behind on this. I think two issues right now. I think I read seven. Haven't read eight or nine. Um, how's it going with this? Uh, fantastic. Absolutely okay. fantastic. Uh, issue nine was I, I, uh, a writer that's unknown to me. I can't remember the right author's name, uh, but such a good story. And even um, issue eight was was really good as well. So um, it's, it's outside of maybe one issue. Uh, this has just been a, a, a total yeah. home run of a series. It's wild, the one issue too. Like who I just, you never would have guessed it. I mean, but it's those freaking eye worms, man. No, oh, Jesus, get out of my Ugh. face. But yeah, I got to get back on top of the silver coin because that is was definitely one of the best books to come out of the last yeah. year. Um, I will take us through these other the other indies that came out this week. Uh, we got Boom Power Rangers issue sixteen, the end of the Altarian War. Uh, I wish I. I I did not read this yet. I will report back uh, in catching up next week. Absolutely. Angel issue two. I uh, still need to read Angel one. Um, we have regarding Oswald's body issue four, uh, which Joe is reading. Cloaked issue three from Dark Horse, which we've both been enjoying that so far. Um, Aftershock, we have Maniac of New York 
the Bronx is burning issue three and the lion and the Eagle issue one from IDW. Joe has Usagi Ojimbo issue 26 Canto three Lionhearted issue six, my least favorite title out there, <laughs> um, but I'm getting better with it uh, from AWA. Of course, you're reading Crimson Cage issue three is out this week uh, and we're both reading Knighted issue four is out. Um, one of our favorite titles right now at AWA Valiant, um, really the only thing we read from Valiant these days um, is Shadow Man. Issue 6 is coming out. Uh, issue 5 was awesome. Talked about that a little while. I think a couple issues ago. Anyways, uh, to round things out, we have from Titan, Blade Runner Origins Issue 9, which you are, of course, reading. Um, we're not doing the... Um, what is it? We're not doing the Failed Superheroes uh, Club. Failed Superheroes Club because we're an abbreviated show this week. But make sure you keep your peepers popped. Uh, you guys are doing season four, episode two of Psych this week. Yep. Look at that. I was right. Okay. So make sure you guys go check that out. And if you want some post Valentine's Day stuff, go check out what we did on Change My Mind. We did our top breakups in cinema um, of all time, or at least our favorite ones. Uh, so go check that out. Um, until next week, Joe. Stay sexy. You know it. <laughs>